What is up, everybody? Back again with another fan section short. Uh, the fan section podcast is here. We, me and Tyson put our heads together. We're going to give you guys way more content. Um, the fan section shorts, I think, have been a really good idea uh, up to this point. This one is going to be talking about the rankings. But before we get into all that, real quick, I want to say this is the fan section. Another episode to you. Brought to you for fans, by fans across the college landscape. From section 100 to section 300. Bleachers down at the suites. Welcome, everybody. I am your host, Alan. Uh, Tyson dropped a podcast earlier this week. He's actually going to be out this coming week, too. It'll be just me doing the reviews and the precap or the recaps and the previews this week. Um, but it's just two dudes talking college, dropping knowledge. Before we start, we want to take you the time to like, subscribe, and leave us a five-star review. Promise to read that on air. If you have any other questions, get over to our Twitter handle, or if you want to get in the mailbag, thefansection1 at gmail.com. So this week... I uh, was obviously glued to the TV, right? Like most of us probably were. Um, and I, the elephant in the room was that the elephant went down, literally. Like Alabama, I never thought would, would lose this season. I thought it was just they were in a tier above. It was Georgia-Bama uh, or it was Bama-Georgia, whatever, whichever way you had it. But it was those two teams and then everybody else, right? Well, Bama got beat. And, but we did say, to be fair – I think it was the very first SEC outline conference preview that we did, uh, me and Tyson, that this is the year that we both believe that Bama is actually beatable in the sense where they don't have those that typical Bama defense. They don't really know we don't really know who's gonna step up on offense. Obviously Bryce Young is is stepping up and having a huge year. Um, but as far as like their defense, there's really not a defense in that they've kind of gotten lucky in some games honestly this is a team that could have lost a couple weeks ago um but in re- in reality the rankings came out that's what this episode's all about real quick i'm gonna do my top 10 um but before obviously i'm sure some of you guys know um the polls the ap polls and the coaches poll came out today they usually come out sundays um maybe mondays sometimes uh but for the most part it's usually always like the day after the game they'll put their heads together the coaches will get a vote um, and then, but I also think it's either this week or I think it's next week that the college football committee gets together and they put their heads together. And there's some people that, in my personal opinion, shouldn't be on that committee um, that have no business talking football at all. Um, there's there's a mix between politicians and former players and mayors and dudes of like very biased conferences that get together. Um, but that's you know that's just my opinion on it. They put together and they always try to get the four best teams no matter what. And I want I want to keep that in your guys' minds. They will get the four best teams no matter what. And that really impacts what my ranking is versus the, the AP poll's ranking. So the AP poll had, rightfully so, Georgia at one, Iowa at two, Cincy at three, Oklahoma at four, Bama at five, Ohio State at six, Penn State at seven, Michigan at 8, Oregon at 9, and Michigan State at 10. So that rounds out the top 10, right? Obviously, if you listen to the podcast, you would know I definitely don't agree with very many of these. I've also talked about in previous episodes how outside of Bama, Georgia, it's really a battle for that 3-4 spot. There's 10 other teams that could potentially be in that 3-4 spot by season's end, and that didn't not happen right that we're not being disappointed this is probably one of the greatest years i think i've ever seen the big 10 like 
team-wise play. There's so many teams, and and obviously, like if you're if you're an SEC fan or if you're an ACC fan, yeah, Wake Forest is really good, but they, uh, I mean, barely beating Syracuse. I I did think Syracuse was going to get them. Um, Wake Forest is able to pull it out at the end, so that kind of ruins their shot, right? Like you can't. ACC is down this year. Pac-12 is definitely down this year. Um, Oregon is really the only shot, and the poll still has Oregon kind of up there. They have them at nine. I don't think Oregon really deserves to be in the conversation at all. I don't even have him in my top ten. Um, so real quick, I want to dive into the game. The two games that impacted this list the most. Obviously, it was A&M Bama. A&M coming from behind. And I, next, or, uh, this, this next episode will be my, my recap of the week. And I'm going to dive fully into what I think was the biggest difference. How Cal played versus how, um, how Young played. I really think that there was there's just a lot of stuff to get into, uh, but this being the short and just all about the rankings, I'm not going to dive fully into it. Obviously, you guys know Iowa was able to pull out the victory. Penn State um, did fall through the rankings, um, rightfully so. You can't take a loss and be rewarded for it, um, as as some of you know. Um, but I still think Penn State has a chance. You know what I mean? Like they could they could potentially win the Big Ten. I mean, one loss doesn't kill your season. It makes it very difficult. The margin of error goes from uh, very minimal to slim to none. You know what I mean? Like as far and that's like a hairline, like on that razor's edge of of basically what I'm saying is there's no margin for error now. Like there was a little sliver of, of margin for error if you take if you're undefeated, um, you know, up to like week eight or nine, but the now it's better to lose earlier in the season versus later in the season and i think this is the point of no return for a lot of those teams that did take that loss um as far as the other game obviously bama and a&m right so that'll definitely be on the recap we'll talk about that we'll dive into that um you know the the upset honestly of the of the year so far to date i mean i have i don't ever believe that bama will lose until i see them lose Unless they're playing my dogs. Then that's the only time I ever pick against Bama. But to be fair, I didn't think AM had a shot. I really didn't. I mean, yeah, I know AM plays them really close. And this is all stuff that we're gonna I have to pause because that we're just gonna dive into obviously next um, next episode. But real quick, so my rankings Definitely, as some of you have been listening to the podcast, you know that I really don't agree with a lot of what the AP poll and the coaches poll agree with. I don't know what some of you guys see in some of these teams. Um, so, that you know, that honestly, like, which is fine. The the biggest, I think, difference that I'll you'll see that I have is basically who is three, four, five, six. Who are the first, basically the first two in and the last two out. Um and then, and then, honestly, like where this list differs, I think. So I want to hear the. Dis- I mean, obviously, there's going to be disagreements, which is fine. Um, this is all based on you know opinion right now, right? Like, um, and I'm just basing it on what I've seen on the field, versus I think kind of more along the lines of like a coach will be like, oh, this team lost, dang, I didn't get a chance to see him. So that really, when the coach's poll comes out, it's basically kind of like, yeah, we know this team is really good. We played them. I'm going to give them a vote. You know, this is where I have these teams ranked. Um, it's not always accurate in the sense of they don't because they're not around those teams all the time, right? They're not like us where we're kind of looking at these teams through, like you know, through the binoculars and like, okay, really dissecting. This is what they do well. This is what they don't do well. So that's where I kind of differ with the coaches' poll, um, and I just think the AP poll is kind of 
just more of a guideline for the committee to kind of go off of. Sometimes it is right. Like, I really do believe that it was right all season with the first two teams. At like, like we talked about again, the last really three through ten is kind of anybody's game. But without really kind of like we're just going to dive straight into it. Uh, my high-low ranking section My high-low ranking section. Um, so, obviously, number one, I have Georgia. It's not, and I'm not. I'm not being biased. Like they are the right now, the best team in the nation. They have a big game coming up, and I will talk about that probably a little bit more in depth um, on my pre- my week re- preview episode um, because it's against Kentucky. Um, and I, I do have Kentucky on this list. I do think that they have proven a lot of people wrong, a lot of doubters wrong. Stoops, honestly, should be in the conversation for coach of the year. They could potentially go 11-1, and 12-0 for the season, honestly, if they're able to get past my dogs. Um, but right now, Georgia is one, and it shouldn't be a debate. I also think that Jordan Davis needs to start getting some love for Heisman. I really do. Or at least some love as the best defensive player in the nation. And the fact that he isn't getting any of that sort of love, I just don't – it's all political, and I, I don't really understand why. You know what I mean? Like, obviously, every, all, all year we heard about Spencer Rattler doing this. and that. Spencer Rattler got benched last game, and he, he was the reason why Texas almost beat them because of his, his fumbles and his interceptions. So the fact that he got replaced by a freshman who wasn't the number one quarterback in the class comes in and just totally owns him – now Oklahoma's got some problems, which is fine. That's why I don't have them in my top four. I, I, don't, I don't even have them, honestly, in my top ten because I think they're the softest undefeated team, and I've said this multiple times. So Oklahoma fans, don't get mad at me. Your team is, is not showing up. But with Caleb Williams, I might change my opinion on him based on how they play if he's the starter moving forward. If they put back Spencer Rattler in, and Lincoln Riley is very loyal to Spencer Rattler, I, I just don't see that how they're going to pass him up. So ba- based on Rattler being the starter, I don't even have him in the top ten. If Caleb Williams is in, then it's a conversation for sure. They're definitely in the top ten. But right now, after Georgia, it's Iowa at two. Um, rightfully so. Iowa, the winner of that game is likely going to jump to three, but with Bama losing, you have to take, obviously, Bama away from two. Um but I didn't have them fall that far. And then I have Cincinnati at three. And I want to talk a little bit about Cincinnati. Desmond Ritter's got that team rolling, but they start off so slow. And the problem is I don't know. And I actually thought this was going to happen, and I was wrong. Well, on my poll I was wrong. But the AP poll I wasn't technically because Cincinnati, had Bama not lost, it would have been Georgia, Bama, Oklahoma. Or, sorry, it would have been Georgia, Bama, Iowa, Oklahoma, and then Cincinnati would have been sitting at five. I guarantee you that's exactly what would have happened because Cincinnati didn't have enough of – Notre Dame was their only real marquee win, right? So, and I said, if Oklahoma finds a way to beat Texas, and I didn't think they were going to beat Texas, I thought Texas was going to roll them. And when Spencer Rattler was in, Texas was rolling them. It wasn't even close. And then they put in they, – they basically pull in Alabama, and they put in their backup quarterback who's 
better, you know what I mean, than in, in kind of every way, shape, or form, who understands the offense, can do different things with his legs, not afraid to do things with his legs, just totally take full control of that offense. And sure enough, they're able to kind of pull out a, a late-game victory. But this is where my list differs completely. All season we've talked about it's Georgia-Bama. So Bama losing, obviously, the way they did, it wasn't like they lost, like, they didn't get blown out, or it, it was a typical one going down to an unranked team. The unranked team played the perfect game and executed the plays at the right exact time. But there was one play, and I'm going to – I don't want to dive too much into it. And the, 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 there's actually four plays that I saw that was the total difference, and we're going to dive into that next episode. But I have Bama at four. And I know some of you are like, wait, what? Bama lost. They're, they're, but all year we've heard – it's Bama, Georgia, than everybody else. Bama is still a very, very good team. And if Bama wins out the rest of the season, which I'm expecting them to do, yeah, they have Auburn, um, and then I think they have another tough SEC West game. Um, I think they play Arkansas still. But it's Bama. Like, let's be honest and 100% real. The committee has made it very clear. And what did I say at the beginning of this podcast? The committee wants the four best teams no matter what. Like it or not, Bama is in that category, along with Georgia. And right now it's Iowa and Cincinnati. The problem is, does Cincinnati have enough, and I want to circle back to Cincinnati, do they have enough on their resume to stay in the top four if Oklahoma wins out? No, they don't, unfortunately. And I hate to say it, because Bama's going to get that fourth spot, or Bama's going to get that third spot, because Bama's likely going to meet Georgia in the SEC Championship game. And the loser, you can't, if Georgia's undefeated, they can take the loss. Bama can't. If Bama is a two-loss team, then they're then what I'm saying right now is irrelevant. You know what I mean? But I, I just don't. That game is going to be so insane, and so there's going to be so much on the line. But if both teams are a one-loss team, then yeah, you you have a very good argument that there can only be one SEC team. You know what I mean? Whoever wins that game is automatically in, and then you it depends on the other. Honestly, it depends on the other three, four, right? So. There's still so much chaos that could potentially happen. And as a fan, I love it. As a Georgia fan, I don't. Because Georgia always does that one game where the, you know they should... I mean, honestly, Georgia shouldn't lose another game in the East. They shouldn't lose to Kentucky. They shouldn't lose to Tennessee. They shouldn't lose to Missouri or Florida. They're just too much... They're just way better than those teams. Um, but knowing my luck, they're going to take a loss to one of those teams. Um, and then, then one through four is in shambles. You know what I mean? At that point... Um, which would be cool, you know what I mean? Like, if you're definitely a fan of, like, Michigan or Michigan State or Oklahoma, um, that's what you want. You're rooting for the top. You're rooting for Georgia and Bama to take that loss and then meet each other because then you only get one SEC team in the Final Four. Um, so that's my that's my four. It's Georgia, Iowa, Cincy, Bama. And Bama, I know, I, I, I think, I'm not trying to be, like, SEC biased, but I just think it's Bama. Like, they're too good and they proved Bryce Young, you know what I mean, could potentially win the Heisman. You, you're not going to keep – a Heisman player out of the playoffs if you can help it, right? I mean, obviously, if they take another loss, yeah, they're done. But this is where the list kind of gets a little bit more interesting as well. I have Michigan at five. And I know the last episode I was like, oh, Michigan is three. Yeah, I would put them at three had they rolled Nebraska. But the fact that they made it such a close game, I can't reward them and not reward Cincinnati, who's sitting there at five and who looks just – they just look better. I mean, they have a very good defense now. Their start, the offense, 
it, it's the offense. I mean, this is the same team. Yeah, they lost a couple players, but they've they they've started to really figure it out philosophy and game plan wise what works for them, and that's what you start to see in the middle of the season. You start to see teams that have really figured it out and that are playing at their best peak. You know, are starting to peak, um, which is fine. So I have Michigan at five. So they're the first team out, and then I have Michigan State at six, and I, that obviously is going to change because Michigan and Michigan State play each other. Um, and I know some people are like, well, why not Kentucky? Well, I have Kentucky at eight, but before we get into that, Oklahoma State is sitting there licking their chops to play Oklahoma. I can tell you that right now, and they, they'll get their chance. And honestly, Oklahoma State is a team to watch. This could be a potential, as we call um, in, in the NCAA March to you know, Madness, you have a bracket buster. Well, the bracket buster this year could potentially be Oklahoma State. If Oklahoma State continues their run that they're on and they go undefeated and they win out, they're probably looking at the playoffs. Like, I mean, I would be hard-pressed to keep Oklahoma out. That's why I had them at seven. I think, well, obviously, when Michigan and Michigan State move or play each other, Oklahoma, look for Oklahoma to move up to five, potentially four, depending on where Bama or if potentially if Iowa takes a loss. I mean, that's why it's cool because you have all these Big Ten teams in. All these Big Ten teams still kind of play each other at one point or another. Um, and then speaking of Big Ten teams, we're going to obviously said I have Kentucky at eight, but the Big Ten team that I was talking about was Ohio State. I have them at nine, and I don't think – and like I said, losing earlier in the season is way better than losing later in the season. I don't know. The, the game, obviously, to watch if both teams continue on the trend upward that they're going to be is going to be Michigan-Ohio State. Obviously, that game is going to have playoff implications, which is what you want like that late in the year. Um, and then I have Penn State at 10. And I'm rewarding Penn State because of the game they played against Iowa. I still think my eyes tell me that Penn State, if had their quarterback not gone down, they potentially could be sitting at two and Iowa could be at 10. Iowa could be at 15. You know what I mean? Um, but they're just too good of a team to keep out of the top 10. I don't think that my list, honestly, it, yeah, obviously differs, but this is basically what I'm going with. And I still think the biggest, obviously the biggest change is Bama being at four. Um, but I, Bama's still Bama. Like you, you have to give them respect they're still the def- I mean, they're still the champs, basically. Like they're still the mountain. They're still the team that everybody wants to beat. There's no matter what. I mean, even if they take a loss. But what I was seeing on Twitter today was, dang, I really, I'm sad that my team didn't beat them because our, my team has an assistant coach, and I wanted my team to be the first assistant or the first team to have an assistant coach beating them. Well, congratulations, Jimbo Fisher did that. So that record's, you know what I mean? He's still 24 and one against assistant coaches. So you, you'll get your shot. Trust me. Like. I mean, if that's really what what you want, what you care about, guaranteed. If your team has an assistant, that assistant's probably in the ACC, and he's going to get his chance to play. Uh, the you know, honestly, Bama. So, yeah, real. I mean, to recap, I've got Georgia one. This is just my list. The the Georgia's one. Iowa's at two. Cincinnati's at three. Bama's at four. Michigan is at five. Michigan State is at six. That's going to change. Oklahoma State's at seven. The team to keep your eye on because they could potentially crack that top four. Kentucky at 8, Ohio State at 9, and Penn State at 10. If Kentucky beats Georgia, man, I, like that's where my list, honestly, I don't even, I mean, obviously, Iowa would be number one. You, An argument could be made for Cincinnati to be two, but I really don't see them going higher than, I think three is where they're highest. I think that's their peak. 
right? Unless another team takes two losses and then nobody's undefeated. But since he's been, obviously, you put him at two. Um, and, you know, say Iowa stays undefeated. But, honestly, even Bama would likely jump them with with one loss at that point. Um, and this is all speculation, obviously. You know what I mean? Like, so, but staying on point, like, the point is Bama is still a top four team. And the committee, I think, when you see that college ranking reveal show, is going to have Bama at four. And it's going to... It's going to piss off the AP poll for sure, but it's also going to it's also going to kind of make some Cincy and Iowa fans a little bit nervous because what more do they have to do to prove that they belong? Well, honestly, Iowa, you just have to win out and you prove you belong. Cincinnati, you have to win by 50 on everybody. You have to drop 50 on everybody else that you play up from here on out. You can't make these games and honestly, keeping holding teams to under their average, probably like 14 uh, wouldn't hurt either, and that's how you—that's your ticket right there to the playoff. Michigan, keep winning out. Michigan State beat Michigan. Oklahoma State beat Oklahoma and put that put Oklahoma to rest as being a top team. Kentucky beat Georgia. That's your ticket in and went out. Ohio State beat Michigan and went out. That's your ticket in. And Penn State, you need Iowa to lose. You need Michigan to lose. You need Georgia to take a loss, and you need uh, probably. Michigan State to take a loss at some point. So that's the, that's the golden ticket for those top 10 teams, how those teams get in the playoffs or stay in the playoffs. Obviously, Georgia, I didn't list them because we all know if you're ranked number one, all you have to do is win out current season, and they honestly could take a loss in this championship game against Bama or, yeah, it'd have to be against Bama. It couldn't be against Auburn or anybody else or A&M or something like that um, because if they took a loss against that, then they're definitely out. Um, and they might be out with a loss in the SEC championship game, honestly, especially with Bama taking that loss the way they did against A&M and being that close. But then I just think you have the argument of it's these two teams and then everybody else. You know what I mean? Um, so, yeah, like real quick before I wrap up, the AP poll, uh, the first four is Georgia, Iowa, Cincinnati, and then Oklahoma. And then my AP or my rankings is Georgia, Iowa, Cincinnati, and Bama. Um you know, and, and honestly, like, just kind of wrapping up the show on that, I want I want to hear what you guys think because Bama being at four is, like I said, the committee wants the four best teams, and I, I can't not include Bama in this. But thank you so much. This has been a fan section short. Um, my name is Alan, and I am out.